Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. We're spending this first week of October talking logic fails. We got it started Monday with the slippery slope. Tuesday, we explored false cause. Yesterday, we weighed the burden of proof. And today, we're looking into the middle ground. We talk a lot about the middle ground here on Grateful Grains. We explore the idea that extreme ideals, stances, or movements often cause an equal or greater reaction from opposing forces. It's what causes the extremes to become more extreme. It's the driving force in the swaying pendulum of politics. Today, we're taking a look at the ways middle ground thinking can be flawed in situations where there's an ultimate right or an ultimate wrong answer. Generally, people feel this way about human rights issues, but one profoundly clear example from American history is slavery. TED-Ed educator Elizabeth Cox paints the picture of 1819 America as the United States Congress prepares to make Missouri the 24th state in the Union. Representative James Talmadge Jr. delivers a speech. He says slavery is morally wrong, calling it an abomination and a monstrous scourge He insists that the extension of the evil must now be prevented and that slavery shouldn't be allowed in Missouri or any new state. Representative Thomas disagrees. He believes it is his state's right to choose whether or not slavery should be allowed. He doesn't think the federal government can prohibit slavery in any newly added states. Senator Thomas proposes what he sees as a compromise. Missouri will join the union along with another state, Maine. Slavery will be allowed in Missouri and prohibited in Maine. He also suggests drawing a line through territories yet to become states. Slavery will be prohibited north of the line and allowed south of it. Cox explains this Missouri compromise was fundamentally flawed, to put it mildly, due to the middle ground fallacy. By saying that half of the new territories should allow slavery while half prohibit it, they were positioning two viewpoints, pro-slavery and anti-slavery as equally valid. But if one view is wrong while the other is right, a compromise between them is still wrong. And the pro-slavery side was obviously wrong here. And that's not just a modern view on the matter. The idea that slavery is morally indefensible was not new in 1819. In fact, the founders of America knew it and many even acknowledged it publicly, even those who enslaved other people themselves. It's clear that the errors and delusions on these subjects go far beyond the middle ground fallacy, but it remains a prime example of it nonetheless. Cox summarizes that a failure to recognize the fact that a compromise between two positions, one of which is morally indefensible, is also morally indefensible, has helped to perpetuate countless injustices, large and small. Even well-intentioned people fall prey to this fallacy because humans tend to view compromise as a virtue unto itself. In March of 1861, seven states seceded from the Union after Abraham Lincoln was elected president. As Lincoln took office, four more states were threatening to leave. He promised not to interfere with slavery in states where it existed, but to prohibit its expansion into new territories and states. Then, of course, in April 1861, the Civil War broke out over slavery. In the end, compromise isn't always the best option, if it's an option at all.
Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at The McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. We'll be back again tomorrow for the final day of our week, Logic Fail. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.